Hey, Seattle hockey fans, happy Thursday, happy game day eve. That's right. Is it a thing? We're going to make it a thing. We have a game tomorrow, but we're going to get you ready about what national writers and national media is saying about our team, the Seattle Kraken. We're also going to take you over to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. What are they doing in their inaugural AHL season? And we are also going to talk about a national team, a team that knows a thing or two about winning medals that is practicing at Kraken Community Iceplex and has a game coming up at Climate Pledge Arena. That will be your Thursday show of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, where I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. As always, we want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. At the time that I'm recording this, the Seattle Kraken, they have not hit the ice yet. They had Wednesday off, so they will practice today, and we hope to get some more updates. I have asked the Seattle Kraken about Chris Drieger. I haven't heard word back yet, but I reported that I had a source, and then RJ from Emerald City Hockey also said that he had heard some mumbling about Chris Drieger hitting the ice again. So if you didn't catch that, listen to yesterday's episode of Locked on Kraken. Towards the end, I give you what I know about Chris Drieger. Of course, we've also seen reports that Philip Grubauer has been hitting the ice. So Martin Jones is doing a fantastic job for the Seattle Kraken again on yesterday's show. Uh, I believe that was yesterday's show. We've been talking about Martin Jones a lot, and for good reason. I loved the meme that I saw, Martin Jones so hot right now, from Zoolander. Oh, that was fantastic. So, yes, Martin Jones so hot right now. The Seattle Kraken so hot right now. And there are two players, once again, that we're going to talk about. I talked about earlier in the week, Yanni Gord and Brandon Tanev, and Brandon Tanev and Yanni Gord have been getting attention from other media members. The first is someone who's near and dear, a two-time guest right here on Locked on Kraken. Yes, we are talking about the one and only Allison Lucan did a fantastic breakdown of the Brandon Tanev goal. I'm going to take you the goal, I should say, against Pittsburgh, game-winning goal. I love this analytics with Allison think it's fantastic I'm gonna put my defensive spin on it because there is something that I also noticed from that play defensively that didn't work out for the Pittsburgh Penguins but is something that I want to make sure that the Seattle Kraken are covering so we're going to talk about that coming up and then a few other people we're going to hear from the athletic and um you know just a few other people putting out polls and putting in their two cents about the seattle kraken but let's start with one of our own the one and only allison lucan now this is a film study session you can find this on seattle nhl.com backslash seattle you can see all the little it, listen we're gonna go through it here film study the anatomy of a game-winning goal, how the Kraken used sustained pressure and behind-the-net 
play to generate the game winner in Pittsburgh by, of course, the fantastic Allison Lucan. And so you'll see here that it's a little bit of a combo of the fantastic writing style of Allison that I'm sure I'm not alone in loving, but also we have these images here. And I love this, being able to break down the game, the film study session that we have here. And I'm gonna, let me make this a little bit bigger here on the screen. So you can also see that Allison or whomever um, added a, a few a little captions. Oh no, there's the puck on the other team's stick. Assuming that that is Pittsburgh talking, of course. Pittsburgh, I'm going to narrate this for those listening on audio, but again, check the show notes for this link to the article. So again, this is the game at PPG Paints against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Seattle Kraken continued on. Their winning streak extended it to the longest ever in franchise history. And in case you forgot or you didn't know, we're up to five games and just started the homestand. We'll get into the schedule in a little bit. So we see this image. We see that Pittsburgh has um, three defenders that are above the goal line. You've got at the bottom part of the screen, if you see my mouse for those watching on YouTube, hovering, that's uh, Crosby right there. And then on the left-hand side and the right-hand side, they have two players and then one right above the crease. So that's four and then one behind the net. The Seattle Kraken have three players below the dots, below the face-off dots. And this is where the puck possession comes in. So that's what we see here. Um, so, so as Allison's breaking this down, she goes, meanwhile, someone else is looking at the puck, but they also see a bunch of unchallenged open ice in front of the net, prime scoring position, and that person is Brandon Tanev. And then Allison goes on, See, uh, I love this caption. That looks like a nice place to be. And she's showing you with these screenshots how Brandon Tanev set up position and set not only found a position on the ice, but set himself up. Uh, she talks about stick placement in this article and, um, you know, talking about all of the space that the Seattle Kraken then have to find play and to find a seam to make a pass. And that's Yanni Gord that Allison circles if you're looking at this image on YouTube. Lots of space, lots of space. So when I say things like body to body, stick to stick, I learned this listening to hockey players talk and it makes complete sense. It's what in basketball you talk about bodying up. There's no body, literally physically no body, no stick where Yanni Gord is. So that's one thing from a defensive perspective. Allison's obviously focusing on the Seattle Kraken, but I want to broaden this to take a look at the defense. And this is stuff that I do. I don't do the, the, uh, I don't pause the video, but I talk about a lot of this on playback. So if defense is your jam, I don't know if you know this, but it's mine. So let's break it down defensively. And so we're going to keep going. You know, uh, Allison again talks about um, the placement of the different players. Now, this is what I want to talk about. Allison, you know, again, is focusing on the Seattle Kraken, but just take a look. Crosby is still in this image closest to the viewer or at the top of the screen, um, opposite of the goal line. And his placement, 
I think, even when you look in real time, is troublesome to me. Now, I know we can't see, but if there's three Seattle Kraken players down low, that means there's two defenders. And I get that at, at some point in time, you know, you want Crosby to kind of occupy. But again, there's just so much space. There's so many people here. And Crosby has the added advantage in this scenario to see everyone in front of him. Obviously he should have, if not eyes, literally eyes on, he should know the whereabouts of the defenders. Cause what you don't want is them kind of finding uh, a seam and sneaking into the slot either. But I personally think, and as we scroll through here, you kind of see that Crosby starts to circle a little bit more. But even if all he wants to do is protect the pass back out to the point, look at all of this space. Look at all of this space. Like, I, I think that that seems like a lot of space to me, a lot of space for the Seattle Kraken to get something going. Or if a rebound pops out, then the defender who's here, or if it pops out to the other side, they have a beat on Crosby because not only is he watching the play, but he doesn't have his body open. So again, he can't even peripherally see where the defender, so that defender is going to know where the open space is and be able to, in theory, beat Crosby to the spot. Um, and so again, Allison does a great job breaking down this play from the perspective of Brandon Tanev. Again, I tell you, keeping that stick on the ice, talks. she talks about in her writing, making sure that she has essentially a target for Yanni Gord. So I love that. Um, that's what she's talking about right here. Tanev does one of the most basic things you're taught as a skater, but also most important. He's sure to put his stick down on the ice to give Gord a target and set himself up to receive a pass and hopefully quickly fire off a shot. This is a ready position. Every sport has a ready position, and this is a ready position for Brandon Tanev. So again, though, we see that C Crosby is starting to close the gap. There's still an, a massive amount of space here, but he's starting to close the gap. That defenseman for the Penguins has to reach. He's too far out of position. You can kind of see that he's got about half a stick's length of space between his blade um, and the defender's blade. And Crosby is not even a, in a position to back check. He didn't. He, so he went to... Uh, Brandon Tanev's right side instead of, as I mentioned, trying to eliminate some of this space because he should have noticed that everyone was overloading here. So where Crosby is more needed is kind of in this area to present to prevent, excuse me, in this case, um, this is Alexiak for being able to hop in the play. Anyway, Kind of a little bit of passive skating, in my personal opinion. So that's the first article that I wanted to talk about. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, as I said, we have national writers also starting to talk about the Seattle Kraken. Not only starting to talk about us, but they're talking to us nice. Talk to me nice. I like it. I like it when you talk to me nice. And we've been getting some of that. But right now, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, this episode of Locked on Kraken is presented to you by Bet Online. We know that betonline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs. We're in football season, basketball season, 
NCAA season, and of course, hockey season, baby. You can find your props, your odds. We've talked about future bets before. We talked about how Matty Veneers, last odds that we got from Bet Online, is your front runner for the Calder Trophy, Rookie of the Year, essentially. So you can find all of that stuff, not to mention news, podcasts. Find it all on Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, thanks as always for listening to Locked on Kraken. We appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. We hope that we give you news and nuggets that you find helpful and useful and entertaining when it comes to not just the NHL and hockey overall, but of course, your Seattle Kraken squad. But if you want to take a deeper dive into the sports world, you need to go listen and watch Locked on Sports today. We give you insight analysis and breakdown plays trades all kinds of things like only locked on can do with our expert analysis so head over to odyssey app you can of course watch on youtube or wherever else you get your podcast check out locked on sports today and for today i want to take you again we're going to go around the the rink so to speak actually we're really kind of focusing on the athletic but there were a few things um, that I came across, I, to- I f- believe I've told people before I wrote for, I used to write for the athletic, but um, there are a few things that I found interesting as far as articles talking about the NHL and some trends that we're seeing in the NHL. This first one is called NHL's 10 biggest early takeaways, surprise breakouts, disappointments, and team weaknesses. This article also has, uh, if the stock is high, raising or declining on Restricted free agents and unrestricted free agents. I'm keeping an eye on maybe what some of those RFAs, mostly UFAs though, look like um, for defensemen. So definitely check out this article. But what I want to talk about, of course, is what relates to the Seattle Kraken. So which teams have been pleasant surprises? The, (laughs) The New Jersey Devils have been a pleasant surprise for sure. But then who else is mentioned but us, the Seattle Kraken. Of course, we know we have that 8-4-2 and two record. And here we go. Who thought the Kraken would be sitting second in the Pacific ahead of Edmonton, Calgary, and Los Angeles? I'm going to be honest. I didn't. I said we had a shot maybe at that five, but probably six was where we were comfortable. We'll see what happens. Um It might come as a surprise when you look at Seattle on paper because they have one of the worst goalie tandems in the league and zero star power both up front and on the back end. The Kraken boasts one of the best supporting casts in the NHL, though, with 11 forwards who's notched at least seven points through 14 games. We've been talking about that this week. I mentioned we just broke down through Allison's work, Brandon Tanev, but also Yanni Gord. And keep that in mind. I talked about Brandon Tanev and Yanni Gord this week and what they've been doing for Seattle, particularly in the or during the streak that we're on. And other people are noticing, other people are noticing the even distribution. We talked about that the TNT broadcast talked about that. The uh, play of players like Bjorkstrand, who I still think falls under the radar, but he was mentioned by the TNT broadcast. But then also the even distribution and the offensive um the, the additions that we've made and the improvements that we've made offensively, all four lines can contribute. 
if you are subscribed to YouTube, which I highly recommend you subscribe to Locked on Kraken on YouTube, but we're I'm using the community tab a lot more. And of course, I reply in the comments. And so in the comments on YouTube, we're starting to talk about, hey, Morgan Geeky, I've talked about him. He's had a great start to the season. But, you know, you know, is that sustainable? We've been talking about in the chat. Maybe it's not. What I like, and that's why this stat is important, 11 forwards who have notched at least seven points through 14 games. That's important because if it's not our fourth liners getting it done, then we're starting to see, again, Yanni Gord and Brandon Tanev start to burn a little bit brighter. And so if it's not Maddie Beneers and Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand with Wenberg, we're getting even distribution. So no one guy has that pressure, right? to be the goal scorer. Is that how it's going to go for the rest of the season? Only time will tell. But I like what we're seeing right now. But so, you know, and the, the article goes on to talk about teams that have been disappointing. Um, is the, the, the cup windows closing for some teams? You know, Penguins are in that conversation, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and again, some free agents to take a look at. But here's something else that I really, really liked. And this is uh, 16 stats uh, throughout the National Hockey League. And one of them talks about Yanni Gord. And talking about Yanni Gord um, and Andre Burakovsky. So here we go. 16 stats across the league. The second stat overall that Dom from The Athletic writes about is last year there were a lot of anal analytics people, myself included, he says, who made fools of themselves with pie-in-the-sky projections for the NHL's newest team. The Seattle Kraken fell flat on their face and the rest is history. What Dom goes on to say is that maybe those projections weren't actually wrong. They just came delayed. Delayed, not denied. One of my favorite sayings, the amazing Dawn Staley, uh, the women's basketball head coach at South Carolina, national champion. She says that a lot. Delayed, not denied. And maybe that's more of what we're seeing with the Seattle Kraken. I'm paraphrasing what Dom writes, but that's what he says. He talks about Burakovsky, who I just mentioned, and I've been talking about a lot. He has 13 points in 14 games. Uh, Martin Jones has been, he says, what this team has needed with a 9.07 save percentage and 0.6 goals saved above expected. Um, so again, he writes, uh, it may not last, but this hot start has put this team firmly in the playoff race where they belong just one year later. Delayed, not denied. But his third stat his of 16 for Dom in The Athletic is Yanni Gore deserves a a lot of credit for how the Kraken are playing right now. He's their best player and the guy who best exemplifies the team's identity. And I saw this because it popped up and everyone's saying, oh, Yanni Gord, my captain, my captain. I said, if Yanni Gord wants to be captain for me, I don't dislike it, but I think he's got to prove it. And I've broken down during the, the win streak how Yanni Gord has been contributing. So I'm not sure I personally think from my eye test that he's our best player, but he definitely is contributing, and I love to see it. You know I have a soft place in my heart for Maddie Beneers. I just think what he's doing is fantastic and really boons this squad. I think you could say that, uh, you know, what, what – um, Eberly or Schwartz, Jaden Schwartz is doing is pretty impressive. But again, 
you know, if we have too many guys that might be that guy, that's a good problem to have. And one we definitely didn't have last season. So anyway, this is the stat that Dom says is why Yanni Gord is the best on our team among forwards. Gord currently ranks fourth, fourth in the league in defensive impact, which is a combination of actual and expected goals allowed at five on five and shorthanded. Uh, so he's at a plus uh, 5.5. Could he be a sneaky, sulky dark horse if the Kraken become a playoff threat? Hmm, very interesting. We shall see. Only time will tell. And then there's one other thing here that we have. And of course, it's the power rankings. Now, the Seattle Kraken, again, are fifth overall in the league standings right now. We are second in the Western Conference, and we are second in the Pacific Division. We talked about it yesterday on yesterday's show. Five, two, two. The... Athletic have the Kraken ranked at 17th overall. Um, and I love this because, uh, so this is uh, Dom and Sean, and they say that Matty Veneers is exactly what this team needs. They talk about maybe he's not exactly performing defensively as what they want to see, and there have been some defensive breakdowns. If you were in the playback room, you might have heard me wince a few times. Really, in the last two games, I've seen little things from Matty Veneers where I was like, ooh, all right, he's, he's uh, you know, not perfect. <laughs> but um, I think overall his game has been great, and he always gets better game by game by game. So those are some articles at the national level, people talking nice about the Seattle Kraken. You absolutely love to see it. As we close out today's episode of Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about Kraken Community Iceplex and some Olympians that have hit the ice in preparation for a Western Rivalry Series series, a little mini-series within the Rivalry Series. Honestly, now that I think about it, I think all of the Rivalry Series games are on the West Coast. So I love to see it. I love that for the West Coast. We're going to talk about the U.S. women's national team and what they've been doing at Kraken Community Iceplex and what is coming up on the docket for the Rivalry Series. And we'll also get into, of course, our Coachella, our Coachella Valley Firebirds. So as always, I want to thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. I want to thank you for engaging on social media in a positive light. I don't know if you know this about me, fam. This might be a little bit of a confession, um, but I, I trust you. And I think, I think it's time that you know this about me. I love bubbles. I love bubbles. I absolutely love bubbles. And so what does that have to do with the Locked on Kraken show? Well, I'm going to let you know because I mentioned that the women's national team from the United States is at Climate Pledge Arena. Not only are they at Climate Pledge Arena, but they have been doing all kinds of uh, community engagement and bubbles have been involved. Um, what? Please excuse us. We'll be adding bubbles to all on-ice activities from now on. Bubbles. I These are my Dory 
finding Dory bubbles. Yes, I have bubbles. These are just the open bubbles. I have reserved bubbles. I love bubbles. So this already warmed my heart. You've got the U.S. Women's National Team. I got to see them compete in Beijing. You've got the Seattle Kraken involved, the Kraken Community Iceplex. What more is there, right? How could I love this even more? Except that there's also these amazing photos of the U.S. Women National Team. That's Abby Rock taking some shots there, of course, at the top of the Space Needle. There you go. Um, you know, just having a good time. Look at that. Megan Keller. You love to see it. Um, just having a good time. Abby Rock again with Amanda Kessel. Uh, I hope she doesn't feel too affronted being in Seattle and playing at, uh, look at this. Oh, look at that. That's a beautiful shot. Who got that? Who got that shot? Amazing. If you want to learn more about the, the national team and what they're doing in Seattle, they have these diary entries when they are at different areas. They did it in Beijing. They do it, you know, for any of their games. Anyway, I can't toggle over right now, but I highly recommend that you check it out over at USA Hockey. And, of course, the team. Let's talk a little bit about the team who we can expect. You've got, I mentioned some of the names, but, um, you know, Megan Keller, Amanda Kessel, you saw there. You also saw um, Kelly Panic there um, in some of the pictures. Haley Scamura, we saw some pictures of her on the ice with the bubbles. And some of the young people, I, I saw that there were some reports that Lee Steckline had a super fan that went to Kraken Community Iceplex as they're training there and was super nice. Lee Steckline is one of the nicest people, truly. I, I enjoy just her energy, her positive energy and her vibe. But then also we're starting to see, and this, some of the, some people might not know that, you know, women's hockey has been going through some things, but we're also seeing representation from the premier hockey federation now back on the national team. And so on the U S side, you have Becca Gilmore, but of course the rivalry series means that they, they being the United States are playing a rival. Who is that rival? But the Canadian women's national team, they won gold at the last Olympics. They won back-to-back -back gold at world championships and on the, on the roster there, of course, amazing Sarah nurse, Marie-Philippe Poulin, Blair Turnbull, uh, Sarah Potomac, uh, you know, Renata Fast, uh, J-Rock, Jamie Lee Rattray. Um, and then you have, again, some PHF representation, Elizabeth Giguere and Lauren Gable. The Premier Hockey Federation, um, I've talked to you about it. I'm one of the broadcasters, but they, they had their opening weekend last weekend. And Elizabeth Giguere and Lauren Gable... I got to call both of their games last weekend. They are a dynamic duo. They're on the same line with Taylor Wenskowski for the Boston Pride. I don't know if they're line mates on the Canadian national team, but if they are, look out for them. And how can you watch these two teams? Well, I will tell you the rivalry series. I told you they're going to be on the West Coast. So they're starting in Canada. So the great thing is that the Seattle Kraken are hosting the national team so that they can be on the West Coast, get in some skates before they go uh, across the border and play Canada. They're playing um, in Kelowna. Kelo they're playing in 
British Columbia, two games in BC. You can see here at uh, Prospera Place and Sandman Center. Then they come to Climate Pledge Arena on November 20th before heading over to the Dollar Loan Center in Las Vegas or the Las Vegas area. And, um, and then we also have the World Juniors schedule that comes up. Anyway, amazing. I'm super excited for those of you who get to watch the elite level, international level women's hockey. It's going to be a good time. I know Allison Lucan was at some of the, the skates for USA Hockey looking at her social media. She also has a great background covering the Ohio State University, and there are some Ohio State University reps on both of these teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get some hashtag content from Allison regarding that. Okay, quick Firebird updates as we close out this episode of Locked on Kraken. Now, you might know the name Cole Lind, but you do know that he gets a hat trick uh, and we get a win over the Abbotsford Canucks. 3-1 win Saturday night, Cole Lind, You'll love to see it. Gets a hat trick. Now, the Seattle affiliate in the AHL, of course, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, you can see that we're sitting fifth overall in the Pacific Division. The rain, Ontario rain, is sitting at almost 80% in the win percentage, eight or 800, depending on how you want to say it. And the Tucson Roadrunners right there as well. Uh, the Colorado Eagles... Have more games in hand, so you see that their six wins are going to boon them a little bit more. Even though we technically have a, a higher win percentage than them, um, but we have eight games played to their eleven. Just so, it, so if you're wondering, um, so we've got Colorado Bakersfield ahead of us, and then the Wranglers and the Canucks are on our heels, followed by the Barracudas, the San Diego Gulls, and the Henderson Silver. Nights. So again, always like to check in on what we've got going on in the AHL. I know that we've talked about Chris Gibson. He's been kind of playing in and out round and round. Joey Decord, as of right now, is with us. But again, with Chris Drieger skating and with Philip Grubauer, more importantly, skating, we will definitely see what updates we get there. That's our show, folks. Tomorrow we're doing a game day episode, so you're not going to want to miss it. Be kind to yourself and to one another. Wakanda forever for those who celebrate. And I will catch you on Locked on Kraken tomorrow. Until then, be kind to yourself and to each other. Always worth reiterating. Hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. Peace.